Welcome everyone to the Ovet Ola Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Zayin, and we will begin on Yud Zayin Amr Alf at the top of the page. Amr Rava, Amr Rav Chista, Amr Rav Huna. Um, today's Shur is a zechut for our sponsor Daniel Ben Devorai. Should have success in all of his endeavors. Says the Gemara Amr Rava, Amr Rav Chista, Amr Rav Huna. Halacha ke Rebbe ulaesod. We hold like Rebbe. That Rebbe holds the Asur in version 2. We said yesterday that you're not... The version 1 of Rebbe was that you're allowed to make... You're not allowed to make Eruv Chatzirot. And... No, I'm sorry. The version 1 was that you are. Version 1 was that you are. Version B, that you're not. And the Halakha is like Rebbe, that you're not. Like version B. You're not allowed to make Eruv Chatzirot on Yom Tov. But you... And you're also not allowed to make Eruv Chatzirot, of course. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan. Yom Tov Shechal Diyot B'Shabbat. If Yom Tov falls down on Shabbat. Okay? Bet Shemai Omeim B'Tpalim Shmona. According to Bet Shemai, you make an Amidah of eight Berachot. Normally, on Shabbat, we make seven. There are the three beginning and three after ones that we always say. The three beginning ones, Magen Avraham, and Mechayem, Metim, and Nekel HaKadosh. The three last ones, Letzeh, Modim, and Sim Shalom. And the middle one, Mekadesh Shabbat. But on Yom Tov, we say, and on Shabbat we say, Shabbat. in the middle. So there's seven on a normal Yom Tov and seven on a normal Shabbat. On a Yom Tov on Shabbat, you say eight. Right? Shabbat Shabbat you only have seven on Yom Tov and Shabbat. Shabbat, you start with Shabbat. Shabbat, you end with Shabbat. You mention Yom Tov in the middle. Rabbi Omer, Av Kotemba, you also mentioned Yom Tov in the end. You say, Mkadesh HaShabbat, which is like we do. So this is Rabbi. Tana Tana Kameh the Ravina. In front of Ravina, who was an Amora, they quoted a bright that they quoted Rabbi. He says, you say, Mkadesh Yisrael VaShabbat VaZemanim. We say, the first one was Mkadesh HaShabbat Yisrael VaZemanim. First Shabbat, then Yisrael VaZemanim last. Here it's Mkadesh Yisrael v'Shabbat v'Azemanim. So you mention Yisrael before Shabbat, as opposed to Shabbat before Yisrael. Amalei, so Ravina told this guy who said it, Atu Shabbat, Yisrael v'Kadesh Are the Jews the one who make Shabbat holy? HaShabbat v'Kadesh Kaima. The Jews aren't making Shabbat holy. Shabbat was Kadesh before. Therefore, you should mention Yisrael first. Why should you mention Yisrael first? Because I'm sorry, why should you mention Shabbat first? Because Yisrael is one of the Zemanim, which means like this. The holidays, because we're Mekadesh, the, the month, the Jews are in charge of making the Rosh Chodesh, so we determine when the holidays are. But we don't determine when Shabbat is. Shabbat is there anyway. And therefore, Shabbat is separately. So it's a Shabbat. And then Yisrael v'Zemanim. Okay? Because Yisrael is Makadesh, the holiday, by the fact that we decide when Rosh Chodesh, we know we decide when the 6th of the month is for Shavuot, or the 15th of the month is for Pesach, and for Sukkot. Amr Yosef Yosef says, Halakha ke Rebbe, Halakha is like Rebbe. You should mention both Shabbat and Yom Tov. 
like Ravina explained, that it's Shabbat, Yisrael v'azimanim. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. Shabbat shechal yop rosh chodesh, or b'chol omed. What kind of amidah do you say on Shabbat rosh chodesh, or Shabbat chol omed? Arvit shechrit mincha mitbalas Shabbat. It's regular seven blessings. Omed me'enam erorah be'avodah. And you throw in rosh chodesh, or you throw in chol omed, into Ritzeh, which is Berakha number five. Magen Abraham, Mechaya Metim, Ata Kadosh, Akela Kadosh. The middle one, the, 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 the middle Berakha, the third, the fourth Berakha being Mekadesh HaShabbat. And you throw in Rosh Kodesh on Chol Moed into Ritzeh Yalevevo. Okay? And if you didn't say it, you have to go back. He says, No, you mentioned it in Modim. So you start and end with Shabbat, but you mention either Rosh Chodesh or in the middle. So either it's in the or Modim, but it's not in the middle Belacha. Whenever we have seven, is in the middle. Okay? And according to this, so we agreed with that beforehand only for Musaf. But according to this, everyone agrees that you mentioned. Rosh Chodesh Cholomoyed would be in the middle. What's the halacha? Amr of Huna and halacha Kotozu. We don't hold those two rabbis, which are Rabbi Yisrael and Ruka, who say that you change it. So that rather, we we actually do it in the Tzeh, not Modim. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amr of Chia Bar Ashi Amr Person could leave an Eruv Tchomim from Yom Tov to the next Yom Tov and make a condition. Which means like this. Let's say a person remembered that he forgot to make Eruv Tchomim. Like we mentioned before, a person wants to carry, to walk out of the town on Shabbat, he needs to set the Eruv Tehomim. If he wants to walk more than 2,000 Amot, because 2,000 Amot you don't need a roof for. But once you want to walk 4,000 Amot, you have to set up before Shabbat a piece of food at the 2,000 Amot mark. That will be your new home. And therefore you go 2,000 Amot in any direction from there, which includes getting to the city with one 2,000 Amot and, and includes getting to your objective, the 4,000 Amot away, on the other end. So we're asking, let's say a person forgot to put it on the first day. I'm sorry, he forgot to put it beforehand. So before Yom Tov, when he was supposed to do it, he didn't do it. But what you could do is, you could say the following words. Since there are two days Yom Tov, only one day is the real Yom Tov. So you could carry it out there, because it's Yom Tov, you could carry some food out there on the first day, and say that if today is the real Yom Tov, 
I'm doing nothing. And if tomorrow is the real Yom Tov, then today is nothing. So I'm allowed today to make Eruv Tichomim, and now I'm making Eruv Tichomim, and this way, either way, I'm good. If in Shamayim they know that today is the real Yom Tov, so then the next day I don't need Eruv. So I didn't do anything. And if today, if the next day is the real Yom Tov, and today was only Eruv Yom Tov, so they made it. Okay. Amar According to this, you can make Eruv Tashirin on Yom Tov in a two-day Yom Tov. So let's say you're in America where there's a two-day Yom Tov. So Yom Tov is Thursday, Friday. So you can make the same thing. On the first day Yom Tov, you can cook an egg and say, if today is the real day Yom Tov, so I'm doing nothing. He won't, he won't actually cook the egg. Let's say the egg will cook. He sets aside, set aside the cooked egg already, and he says, if today is the real Yom Tov, then I'm doing nothing, because I don't need to, because today is the real Yom Tov, and tomorrow is not a Yom Tov anyway, so I don't have Yom Tov before Shabbat. I don't need Eruv Chaterot, because Yom Tov is only really Thursday, not Friday. And if Friday is the real Yom Tov, then I'm making Eruv today, and either way, he's good. Let's see which one of these statements are right. According to the one who says that the statement was talking about Eruv Tuhamim, you can certainly do Eruv Tuhamim. The one who said the statement was talking about Eruv Tuhamim, they would not allow Eruv Tuhamim. Why not? If you're allowing, making, using the Tanai, the condition for Eruv Tuhamim, why wouldn't you let Tuhamim? What's the reason? Because on a Yom Tov, on Shabbat, which means a Yom Tov, we won't allow you to acquire a residence. Because when you put the food outside, the 2,000 amot, you have to be acquiring yourself a residence. Meaning, the Chachamim don't allow you, even though it's really a fake day, because we're we're only establishing that that day that the tchum is a is a tchum on Yom Tov. If really the next day is a Yom Tov, that's the only time you have to do it. Meaning, only if Friday is Yom Tov, do I need you to make the tchumim? Because you only the, the, remember in the eruv tchumim case is a two day holiday. You want to be able to walk out four thousand one on Friday. So what you do is on Thursday, you put the thing, and you say, you put the food, a jar of pickles, let's say, or a, a, a can of uh, whatever it is, a can of tuna, and you say, I want this to be my house tomorrow if today is a, if today is a fake Yom Tov. But even if today is a fake Yom Tov, you're still making Eruv Tehomim on that day, which is against the Chachamim who want you to treat this day, this fake day, as a real day. And therefore they wouldn't let it. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tanur Rabbanan, we learned in a brighter. And ofin Yom Tov lechaviro. You can't bake from one day of Yom Tov to the next. If you have a Thursday, Friday, Yom Tov, you can't break on Thursday for Friday. Really, they said, A woman could fill up a whole pot of meat. Even though she only needs one piece. And therefore, even though she's faking it a bit, 
But as long as you're not cooking expressly for the next day, it's okay. And also, what else do we say? A baker can fill up a barrel of water and boil in Yom Tov, even though it only needs one jug. But when it comes to bake, you only bake what you need. Why? Because since each, when you have a pot of water, there's two actions. One is putting it on the fire, one's taking it off the fire. Either way, it's the same thing if it's a big pot or a small pot. When it comes to a loaf of bread, each loaf needs to be individually removed from the oven. And therefore, it's a sword. This is talking about the older days. <coughs> Excuse me. When each loaf had to be individually scraped out, like the lafa ovens that we have now. However, if you had a tray, it could be the halakha would be different. Because since the tray puts them all together, it's one act of removing it and putting it in the tray, it would be different. Oh, we skipped them. Hold on a second. You can fill up a whole oven with bread. He says that you are allowed to fill the whole thing because the bread, when you put only one loaf of bread in the oven, it doesn't come out as good. And therefore, when I put them all, I'm really doing it for that one. And therefore, it is mutad to put them all, even though I only need one. Is that it does make a difference, and you can fill up a whole thing of bread. Ibailhu, he asked the question. If a guy forgot again, now we're talking about a case where you have Shabbat on Shabbat and you have Yom Tov on Friday. You need a ruv and you forgot to do it. Who nesar? Vikim chonesar? Odim who nesar? Vekim chonesar? Do we say that he's a sur? To me, he, he can't bake because he didn't prepare for me beforehand. But is his flour in his in his pantry a sur? Meaning, could someone else come to his house and use his flour to bake bake bread? So, in other words, let's say you have Ruvain. Ruvain forgot to make the eruv, so he's stuck. He can't have fresh bread on Yom Tov. But his neighbor Shimon says, "Hey, I'm." I, I made Ruvain's room, so I'm allowed to cook. So could I come to Ruvain's house, take Ruvain's flour from his pantry, make, a, make some dough, and put it in the oven for him? I'll do a chayser. Is that allowed or not? So what's the difference? Does he have to give his flour to other people to bake for him? If we say they both are sur, then Ruvain would have to give his dough his, his flour to Shimon in order for Shimon to bake his bread for him. But if you say only Reuben is a suit to bake, but his flour is not a suit to get baked, then then he could just leave, he doesn't have to give Shimon his flour. He could just let Shimon come to his house and use his flour. Tashma, we learned in the Brayta to answer this question. If a guy didn't leave it with Tashilin, what does he do? Okay. He shouldn't cook and he shouldn't bake and he shouldn't uh, insulate. Not for himself, not for other people. And people can't bake and cook for him. What should he do? He has to give his flour to other people 
You're right. We see from here that that is the procedure. They're not, Ruvain's flour is a sore. He has to actually give his flour to him in order to be able to get any bread on the Yom Tov that he forgot to make it of. We have another question. What happens if you have Ruvain who didn't follow the rules and even though he didn't make a roof, he baked? What's the halacha? Can someone eat it or not? Can he eat it? Can someone eat it? He made a mistake. He broke. He broke the rules. Okay. Tashma, we see Mishlo Hendi Achirut Tavshelim. Okay, so what should do? Maklekim Chol Achirim. We should give it to other people. Achirim Bofin Lo Vashim Lo, and other people can bake for him. We're now on top of Amud Bet. Viitan, if you're right, that a guy who baked food can eat the food. Litni Avad Ve'Afan Mutar. It should mention that if he broke the rules, it's okay. Since it doesn't mention that, so therefore it sounds like a guy who did not bake is not, and he baked by accident. I'm sorry, guy who baked by accident is asur. Amar of Ada Bar Matna, Tana Takanta Dehetera Katani Takanta Yisur Loktani. Who told you? Maybe the reason why we only mentioned that someone else should come and bake for you, and we didn't mention that if you bake yourself at the sewer, is because we don't want to talk about a case of guy breaking the rules. We're talking about a case of guys going with the rules. You want, we want to know a case that's 100%, have someone bake for you. The mission is not discussing what happens if you broke the rules. We're, not, we're, talk, we're discussing non-rule breakers, not rule breakers, and therefore you don't have a proof. Tashma, we have another proof. What, the, what is the, Again, we're trying to figure out a proof. What's the halacha? If a guy ignored the rules and baked on Yom Tov, he can bake, cook, and insulate. But if he wants to eat the Eruv, he's allowed to do it. This, sorry, this is one who did leave Eruv. Guy who le- left the eruv, he's allowed to cook. If he wants to eat the eruv on Yom Tov, he can. But let's say he so. In other words, once he already baked for Shabbat on Yom Tov, he can eat the eruv. What if he ate the eruv, eruv first and he didn't wait for his cooking in order to eat the eruv? He's stuck because since he ate it, there's nothing left. He can't cook. He can't do it for himself, and he can't do it for other people. People can't do it for him. But he could cook for Yom Tov. And whatever's left over, he could cook for Shabbat. So in other words, again, the case was he forgot to do it on the day before making Yerub Tavshin. So he's allowed to cook on that day for that day. And whatever's left over is okay. But if he sketched it, and he made believe that he's cooking for Yom Tov, when really he was cooking for Shabbat, and everyone knows that he filled up a big pot, it's Asur. Now, if we tell you that if he made a mistake, it's Asur, so for sure, if he did it on purpose, he broke the Eruv, of course, it's going to be Asur to eat. So no, maybe the rabbis are stricter on sketching it than on purpose. Why? Now, why, should we, why would the rabbis be stricter on sketching on purpose? Again, we have two cases. There's a sketch case where the guy 
makes believe, wink, wink, I'm cooking all this for now for Yom Tov, when really he was cooking it for Shabbat. That's one case. And one is the case, the guy broke the rules. I know I have no Eruv, I'm cooking for Shabbat. Now, case B should be worse. But it seems like Rabbi Ash is saying one might think that even though we know that case A is Asur, but still, we would only make Asur case, case B because the guy's sketching. Why? Because we're, we're not worried that people are going to always break the rules, but we are worried that people will always sketch the rules. This Tana, the reason why you could ignore this Brite that says that the sketching is Asur and you want to make a Kalvachomer that definitely Mezid is Asur, you could ignore it because it's Chananya according to Bet Shemai. How do we know? That's the, he's the author of the Mishnah. The Tanya, because we learned. Chananya Omer Bet Shemai Omer, Bet Shemai holds. You can't bake unless you made a roof with bread from before your dough. And if you want to cook, you have to have made a cook deal. So according to this, if you want to bake, you can't just have an egg that's boiled. You'd have to have bread. And if you want to... If you want to have boiled eggs, you can't rely on a, on a pizza that you have, you have to have a, an, an egg or something like it. And if you want to insulate to Hatmana, you can only do that if you have other things that's insulated. All you need is one Tavshil, and you can do all types of things. So therefore we could see that Bet Shemai is strict regarding Eruv. And therefore, maybe this opinion that, that said before that Im Heirim Asur was only Bet Shemai. And therefore, Bet Shemai might disagree. And you won't bring your proof from that, Mishnah. Tonight, we look to the Mishnah. Again, we're still trying to figure out whether or not a guy who breaks the rules and doesn't make any roof is, and he cooked without any roof is he allowed to eat what he cooked now we learn in the Mishnah if a guy separates Maaseh from his food on Shabbat if he did it by accident he could still eat it if he did it on purpose he can't eat it and therefore we see that when you break the rules on purpose it's a problem now since since the, the Isur of separating Maaseh on Shabbat is only the Rabbanan Similar to the Isur of cooking from Yom Tov to Shabbat without a Eruv, also the Rabbanan. So therefore, you see, when you break the Rabbanan, the Mezid, you're not allowed to eat it, so it should be the same thing. It could be that the Mishnah is not a proof. Why? Because the Mishnah is talking about a case where you have other fruits, see, so why are you using this fruit? That's why it's Asur Bemezid. But it could be that if you had no other fruits, fruits would be allowed in our Mishnah of Maser. And therefore, in our case, we have no other food for Shabbat, it would be mutar if you did it on purpose. We don't have a proof anymore. Tashma will bring another proof. Hamatbil kelab Shabbat. If a guy dips his kelim on Shabbat, again, you're breaking the rules, you're not supposed to dip in a mikveh, your, 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 your glasses on Shabbat, and the guy does it anyway. 
right? If you did it by accident, you could use them. But if you did it on purpose, then you can't use them. So you see that if you break the rules on purpose, you never let it, can't use it. Just like by us, you should not be able to use it. Oh, could be this case also. The reason why we said it's so when you break the banana is because you had other glasses, or you could borrow glasses from a neighbor, and therefore you can't bring a proof to our case of Yom Tov where you don't have access to any other food for Shabbat, maybe you'd be allowed still to eat the Bimezid food. Tashmami, another proof. cooks on Shabbat. by accent, you're allowed to eat it. Bimezid, if you're on purpose, you can't eat it. See? See? That the rabbi said it's asur to eat something that when you broke the rules of Shabbat. Mara says, no, not necessarily. You saw the Shabbat honey. It could be that over there on Shabbat, the reason why they said it's asur on purpose is because you broke a Deorite and not a Deorite. Okay. Back to our Mishnah. Bet Shemayim, Shnei with Machloket, Bet Shemayim, Bet whether to make a roof, you need two cooked foods or one cooked food. And we said that everyone agrees that. If you have certain types of food, they're called two cooked foods. It Our mission is against a certain Tana. Tana goes anointed and bright them. Amar says, They both agree that you need two cooked dishes. Not like what Mishnah says. Amar what are they arguing? They argue no only on the fish with the egg on it. Betelel is strict, and he says, sorry. Bet Shemai says, you still need two Tavshilin, because this is not. And he says, Betelel says, Tavshilichad, meaning that this Tavshilichad is like two, and you can rely on it. And therefore, Betelel is lenient. But they agree that if you if you mix the egg into the fish, or you chop the bleak and put it in the fish, that it's considered like you did two dishes. This is a little different over here because in in the previous statement we were saying shnei mean you need. Here we're saying shehen shnei that they already are two. So we, we changed the, the terms here. But either way, we're saying that they both agree that these are okay, you don't need another one. So Bechamai and Bechamai will argue when you have it one on top but it's not meshed. If you already have an egg that's boiled, you put it inside, everyone agrees that that's called two. It's only if you cooked it together that it's machloket. Okay? So according to this version, different than Amishnah, Amishnah, Beit Hillel says you only need one. In this writer, everyone agrees you need two. The question is, what's called two? Okay, whether it has to be cooked, whether it's allowed to be cooked together, or it has to be cooked separately and placed together in order to be called two. Amar Rava, Halacha Ketanaz, and Halacha is like our Mishnah, believe the Beit Hillel according to Beit Hillel, which means that you only need one cooked dish. 
Achlo if you ate it or you lost it, you can't use it to cook. I'm gonna buy nektinan. If you let's say a guy started breaking, started to pair the dough, he made an eruv tefshelim before before the holiday. He made an egg. He has an egg. Now he's what? Well, now he says, "Oh, I have an eruv tefshelim. Let me." Let, so on that yom tov, he starts baking chali for Shabbat. He gets the the, the, the flour and water, mixes it together. He's waiting for it to rise, and then his little kid comes and he eats his egg. So now, is he allowed to continue baking? He doesn't have a roof anymore. But when he started baking the bread, he had an roof. What's the halacha? You're allowed to continue. Go, man. You're allowed to finish it. Okay, we're going to stop at the Mishnah. We have Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.